Hello, this is Jordana Barakov, Yavna Academy's middle school dean and your host of the Red Hawk's Nest podcast. Thank you for being a part of our Red Hawk community and tuning into this episode. I hope you fly away from this episode with a deeper understanding and appreciation of the narratives, values, and soul of our nest, Yavna Academy. everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Nest. We are fortunate to have now again three generations. I love interviewing the three generations, but this one is a little bit different because part of this generation I actually taught. So without further ado, I'm going to have the senior representative of the three generations. Please introduce yourself, Mr. Gottlieb. Tell us. I'm Michael Gottlieb and I graduated from Yavin Academy in 1973. And we have two of your daughters here. We have Rebecca and Allison. Introduce yourselves, where you guys are living. Hi, everyone. Rebecca Weinberg. I graduated in 2000. I live in Englewood, New Jersey with my husband, Zach, and our three kids. Leo is in second grade. Ayla and Sophie are in pre-K here at Yavna. I'm Allie, now Schwartz, and I'm also in Englewood. I graduated in 2002. I live with my husband, Jeremy, and my two kids, Cole and Oliver, who are now in Gan Yavna and hopefully making their way to Yavna soon. First of all, let's start with Mr. Gali. When you came to this school... You need to call me, Michael. <laughs> it's uncomfortable for you. Okay, so Michael, when you went to Yavna, where did you live? I actually grew up in Paramus. Oh, you did also grow up in Paramus. Okay. Paramus at the time was not what it is today. And if you would have told anybody back in the 70s or the 60s that Paramus would be filled with Jewish day schools, they never would have believed it. I know I've been interviewing people. And when I interviewed the Sussmans, they were saying that this was his shul also. Was that also for you or it wasn't a shul anymore then? No, Yavna was in Patterson at the time. Oh, okay, fine. That's when it was the shul. Okay, got it. This was just your school. And there was a shul in the community? Interestingly, my family was one of the early pioneers into Paramus, and we were members of the Jewish Community Center when we first moved out here. Mm-hmm. And then my parents were one of the founding members of the congregation Beth Tefillah. Yes, Rabbi there sends his kids here. Well, he did. I taught them also. Now, when you sent your daughters to Yavin, I know you had moved to Fairlawn at the time, and you're still in Fairlawn? No, we now live in Englewood as well. Oh. Oh, you followed the kids. Actually, we followed them. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, you moved to Englewood first. We actually moved to Teaneck in between. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you moved to Teaneck in between. We keep moving east. When you were thinking of schools for your girls and your son, because you went to Yavna, you had such an amazing experience. You're like, I'm going to send my children to Yavna. Is that what it was? To be perfectly honest, I can't really remember all the details <laughs> okay. of my time at Yavna, but it did leave me with good memories. And in fact, getting ready for today's interview, I looked through some memorabilia that I had kept from 50 years ago, and uh, it did bring back some memories for me. But um, at the time, we lived in Fairlawn, and it was really the culture of Yavna that made our decision to send our children there. It was really no question. So you want to explain what was that culture that you're talking about? The general sense that we got was that Yavna was a place where they would be instilled with Jewish values and Jewish traditions and love for religion and not sacrifice the importance of secular education. You had said you went through the memorabilia, and he showed it to us. You guys aren't lucky enough, those who are listening, to see all the different things. And I'm not supposed to mention a yarmulke for him for student council, that he was a president, or any of the report cards that were outstanding, which is kids are also outstanding students. But when you look back on Yavna, can you pinpoint like maybe like a memory that sticks out in your brain that was like, that was a great time? 
It's hard to go back 50 years, but I think it was just a general sense. I know that you know a lot has transpired since then, not only just in terms of life and experiences, but you know I look back and we were in Patterson and it was a very different campus. It wasn't a campus, it was a parking lot. You know, we used to play ball in the parking lot. We had one set of monkey bars and that was the extent of our ability to go outside during recess and play. There weren't that many kids from Paramus that went there at the time. Um, it was mostly Fairlawn and Teaneck. You know, the general sense is good memories. I think that, you know, we did a lot of interesting things then, different than what they do today. And as I look forward and I think back to what my kids went through when they went there, I think their experience was different, um, but equally as good. So when you talk about their experience was different, I'm just curious. I don't know, because I know we were looking at your yearbook and there were certain teachers that I know I'm familiar with. Any teachers overlap between the three of you? You had Mrs. Brideboard? Yeah, Mrs. Brideboard. When the kids started, when Rebecca started here, Mr. Katz, I think, was still here, but he was taught in an older grade. Right. And Ms. Brideboard was still here, and she's the teacher that I had, actually. So did you have her? Allison, Allison, Allison you had her? Oh, so how was that? Remember. Oh, you don't really remember her that well. What grade was that? Second grade. Oh, so that's why you don't yeah. remember her that well. Yeah. But after that, uh, anybody else? I don't know. Maybe Jason had her, but I do remember the first parent-teacher conference with her for Allison. And yes. she looked at me and she was like, oh, my God. Oh, it's crazy, yeah. right? I have that also She said now. she remembered me. I'm not so sure. Right. But okay. I remembered her. Okay. Well, that's nice. They remember her. And how about, like, um, any events? You said you were in a, in a performance. And was it in eighth grade? It was sixth grade. It was sixth grade. So what were those um, lines? We did the Miracle Worker. Right. I remember at the beginning because we practiced it many, many times before they did Holocaust plays, which right. is a great change. But I remember what Captain Keller said when the baby was born and she couldn't see or hear. So. Oh, cool, cool. And how about you girls? Now, when you went to Yavna, you know, you could take turns. Whoever wants to go first. What was a fond memory that stands out in your mind thinking about that would really and probably be the push that said, you know, I want my kids to come here. I can go first. I won't talk about the uh, two years of vegetarianism that the chicken costuring and <laughs> frog dissecting caused for me. We'll gloss over that memory. But for me, it was probably, I think, you know, the very strong Israel curriculum. I think it was in sixth grade, the whole history of building the state of Israel and then obviously the Holocaust curriculum. And I think just generally like having that really strong foundation in Judaism and love for Israel, but also having the ability to go and explore so many different interests and, you know, be part of the Avni Youth League and musical and also be part of student council and be able to have so many opportunities to go and find what spoke to you and become a really well-balanced person. I think that was something that I really wanted for my own children and made Yavna a really easy decision for us. Oh, that's special. Okay. And you, Allison? When I look back, I just feel a sense of warmth and belonging. And it just, I, my memories are all really happy here. Mm. All the extra stuff. I love doing the enrichment. I love the Frost Valley trip. And I remember kind of thinking when we were in Frost Valley, like, how cool is this that I'm in school, but I get to do these things. And the Holocaust play was so memorable and such an impactful experience. And just a sense of like friendship and being cared for by the staff and by everywhere. I just remember like walking through the halls and feeling like really happy and content and like I was being challenged academically, but also just warmth and community. 
even as someone who works in the school, when I was first deciding where should I work, and uh, I was talking to people that were actually here at Yavin at the time, and one of the Rebbeim at the time called me up and he said, Jordana, you definitely want to work at Yavin. I said, why? He says, because when you get out of that car, you're going to have this positive feeling. As soon as you walk through those doors, it's all positive. It's all the same thing, the warmth, that feel of family and love. And then I did feel that as an educator. And then I even also sent my children to this school. I had three kids that came here. And I also felt that very much that the academics are great. But it's that culture that you were talking about, Mr. Gottlieb, that that you experienced. I don't know. You want me to call you by first? It's not going to happen. So, so, you know, that culture that you spoke about, even though everything changes over the years, but that culture of something special and unique about Yavna just stays true to form. And it's unbelievable. And we actually, my husband and I looked at a bunch when we were thinking about to send our boys. And I got that same exact feeling when we came here for the open house, because I knew that I wanted to send our kids here, but I wanted to make sure I was being a neutral party and that he had input too, and he felt the same way. As soon as we came in here to check it out, it was a done deal. We just felt that sense of of warmth and pride, and it was great. So now talking about coming here and checking it out. So I know for you, for sure, Mr. Gottlieb, I'm going to continue saying Mr. Gottlieb, the school looks different, 100%. From 1973, the school's going to look different. But for you girls also, well, it's probably more the 600 wing with the new gym and everything. Is there anything else that looks so different to you? Actually, for me, it's how familiar it feels, not how different it feels. I guess because my kids haven't gotten to middle school yet. I think just being able to be in the same gym, in the same classroom so far, the same early childhood wing, there's a familiarity to that that feels really nice. And, you know, to echo, Ali, what you were saying about the warmth and feels like family. It feels comfortable. It feels like the right place, you know, to be here in a room with my dad, my sister, know my three kids are in the building and so many of my peers are now part of the administration and the faculty. It's a really nice feeling and that their kids are now in class with my kids. I think that it's what feels familiar and warm. That is so nice to me. And I haven't noticed structurally too many differences. Um, The security area where you enter the school. That's what stood out to me is the lobby and the atrium. I used to actually get speech therapy in a trailer. Oh, right. I remember those trailers. Yes, I remember those. Those are gone. gone. So, you know, I had asked between teachers, between your dad and you, any in the early grades yet that you guys had the Uh, same? Not that I've had, but obviously, um, Laura Sylvia is there. She was our friend's parent. And I think she started teaching after we went through early childhood. But she's there. And it's nice knowing she's kind of keeping an eye on the kids. Miss Judy left right before we started pre-K, but she would have been a similarity. So, yeah. But mostly our peers who have now kind of come back into faculty Mm -hmm. and administration roles. Yes, I know. I feel the same way because you were my students and now there are faculty that were my students. So it's like, (laughs) talk about people not calling you by your first name (laughs) and you work with them. But, you know, if I could ask you like a question, when you look back, how do you feel that Yavna shaped you as a person? What would you say? Well, I can tell you it definitely had an impact on my family because when we moved out here to Bergen County from the Bronx, we were observant to a certain degree, certainly had a kosher home, but um, my parents sending me to Yavna caused our family to become more religious. Mm. Um, and, and I asked, you know, what it was about Yavna that did that. And um, interestingly, it was that I was coming home and bringing all these new concepts back into our house. And my parents decided not to create a conflict within the house. And they mm. said, you know what, this is you know, something we want to do. 
And so we became more religious as a result of my coming to Yavna, direct result of being in the school. Well, you have good parents. That's what it was. It was good parenting. Well, right? we tried to impose that upon our children, too. Right. And um, then I have to tell you that from the opposite side, looking at it this way, you know, seeing that all three of our children who went through here, and Jason's not here today, but I mean, the girls and Jason all had good experiences here. And now to know that my grandchildren are here, and hopefully more coming here uh, in the near future, then it's just a really good feeling for me. I know Rebecca saw this. Allison hasn't seen this yet, but you know, you have the pictures on that wall from the different decades. Yes. And I'm on the wall. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, and you're more on than the wall. one embarrassing picture. <laughs> so. Um, I pointed so it out to uh, to Leo. Yeah. Oh, see, isn't that such a nice feeling to be able to see that your grandfather's on the wall of the school that you're going to? That is very heartfelt. Cool. Yes. It is very cool. That is very, very nice. Very special. And how about you girls? You want to take turns? You look back. How do you feel Yavin has shaped your life? I think similar to why I was saying we chose the school, I think being able to have that super strong foundation in your Judaism and love of Israel, but also, you know, obviously the academic strength and the ability to participate in so many different other activities and, you know, find your passion and your creativity and so many different avenues and have that balance in your life of who you are as a person and as a well-rounded individual with a lot of different interesting components, I think really set the tone for how I've chosen to live my life over the decades since. And it's, you know, something that I hope to impart to my own children, a love for all the things that make them who they are. And Yavna is just a really amazing place to do that. And I think it gave us the environment, the support, the warmth, the nurturing that we needed to find that for ourselves and carry that with us. Beautiful, beautiful. I was going to say the same thing about just being well-rounded and being grounded and having that foundation of you have all this knowledge and you have all these experiences and it was just a great foundation for life. It allowed me to go on high school and college and grad school with a good foundation all around, being able to explore different things that I was interested in when we were in Yavna and socially to have friends who were just kind and supportive and still some of my close friends are friendships that I made in Yavna and still keep in touch with a lot of people that I went to school with here. I think it just kind of helps keep you tied to your roots. It's really nice to have that like tethering feeling throughout your life. I always like to ask this fun question. I'm sure you've already heard it because you know you've listened to the podcast already. But <laughs> if I would ask you what is your favorite hug, what would you say is your favorite holiday and why? I'd have to say there's really two. Okay. Two that stand out as being my favorites. Well, maybe three. Sorry. <laughs> How many are there? A lot. Uh, we'll, we'll give you the top three. Okay. Um, not necessarily in this order, but I personally, I love Pesach. Okay. Um, my wife and I have been having Pesach in our house for many, many years, ever since we were much younger, and have had, you know, the entire family at the house, grandparents, many generations, now four generations, actually, thank God, in the house uh, most recently for Pesach. And it's a lot of work, you know, yes. and, and I, it's a lot of work for my wife and it's a lot of work for everybody, you know, but mostly it falls on her. But just have everybody come together and to be able to experience and to see, you know, when these kids were younger, what they would bring home and now what the grandchildren are already bringing mm -hmm. home, even at a very young age. It's just phenomenal. Um, Sukkot is always also at the top of the list. That's more work for me. I probably shouldn't say that. And <laughs> when she hears this, she'll be upset. But... <laughs> Putting up the sukkah is not an easy task either. Um, but now I have help, 
or maybe because I'm getting older, a little more sympathetic help from the kids. But also, everybody comes together in the sukkah, and it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, Sometimes we do our own davening at home, and it's great. Um, And I would say Hanukkah. We started a tradition a long time ago that I know our children have carried on, where after we light, we sort of sing um, Malasur in a circle, sort of do a little Mm. horror, just the family. That's so nice. And um, as that circle has gotten bigger, right, it's been a very special time, especially when you're towards the end of the holiday and you have so many candles lit mm. when everybody's over. It's just a beautiful experience and we really oh, enjoy it. Oh, it's so beautiful. Okay, girls, your turn. You didn't leave much left. <laughs> Whatever, you might have your own reasons why you like each chag. I don't know. Or any chag. For me, Sukkot is definite. Besides, for the fall flavors, I think it comes after a very serious couple of weeks with Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and it just always feels like such a festive, joyous celebration like my dad alluded to, my parents' sukkah has always just been open to so many. And my memories of that holiday are just of so many friends and family sitting around, not even my memories to this day. This is what we do. And spending hours just sitting together and bonding and spending quality time over delicious food and with great company. It's just such a beautiful, meaningful, festive holiday, all the things that it really should be. And we hope to continue that tradition as well. Okay, which one is yours? I am actually going to go with Pesach. I haven't done all the work yet, (laughs) so maybe that answer will change. But I just love that it's unique in every way. It has its own set of rules. Everything about it is extra special because it has to be. And I love spending all the seniors and family and everyone getting together. And the whole entire thing just feels extra because it is. <laughs> but I also love the spring and what it means and what's coming. And next Pesach and Allison. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to ask you, you mentioned Sukkot, and now you had mentioned earlier that you lived in Fairlawn, then you were in Teaneck for a little bit, now you're in England. Is it the same Sukkah? Did it travel with you? Thank God it keeps getting bigger. Is it wood? I built it myself. Oh, did you? And the most recent iteration, Jason helped me with. Um, No offense, girls, but he did. (laughs) Um, We framed it, we designed it, we built it, and uh, it is a wood frame Sukkah. Right, so that's and why it's so heavy and hot. It's heavy, yes. But like I said, we're happy to keep expanding it as big as we can make it. So special when you actually made it with your own two hands. There's something about it. And I must say that if I take a seat back, anyone who's listening to this podcast, you're going to definitely feel family. In this room, that's what I'm feeling. Family, I think, maybe you disagree or agree with me, is, is something where everybody's participating. Everyone takes part in it. And that's what I'm hearing from each of you. Even in the little piece of your sukkah, you're taking part. And I think it came from your parents. Your parents, like you said, you know, you're in this school. We're going to become a part of it. School's not going to be school and home is not going to be home. We're just going to be connected. And that's uh, what draws people to Yavna. We're just not a separate entity of your life, but we become a part of your life. I think that's what's so special. Any last parting words you'd like to share with the world out there about Yavna that maybe I didn't get a chance to ask? I don't even know where to start. Um, (laughs) I think what you just said is absolutely true, that uh, my wife and I decided to become involved in the school, and she she spent a lot of time volunteering here and doing lots of different programs along the way while the kids were here, and I certainly was involved with the Little League quite a bit. Yes, yes. Um, Yeah, you want to tell us a little, just quickly, tell us about the Little League a little bit. Why uh, not? Well, you know, it was always something special to be able to coach the kids and all of them, as I became more and more involved in coaching them and ultimately was, I guess, nominated or I was the last person into a meeting, I guess, maybe, and I became the commissioner for many years. (laughs) 
Um, but during that time period, we expanded the league to include not just Yavna students, which is what it had been mm-hmm. limited to at the time, but to open it up to any, any child that attended a yeshiva day school in the area. Right. And I think it just changed the character of the league. But it was always, you know, one of these things where, you know, we, we coached in a way that we wanted it to be fun too and not just competitive. Right. And so sometimes my kids would complain that they didn't get on the best teams, but, you know, it didn't matter. It was really more about, you know, teaching about being a team and about being partners and about having fun and not just about being out there to win. Right. And so uh, we had a great time when we did that. That's, again, the Yavna mantra, motto, you know, like all of you keep on repeating again and again, the family, the skill set. It's not just about school. It's what you can glean from all the other things. It's like something like I feel like you could say it's something you just comes off the walls, so to speak, even mm-hmm. though it's just coming off of people. But it's the feel. And so it shined right through to the Italy League also, so which is so nice. Youth League now. Youth League now. Sorry, <laughs> Youth League now. But have you seen our little uh, field out there? Yes, the that field of been... the field of dreams. Yes, uh, that would have been useful back then. It would have been terrific. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How about you, girls? Is there anything you want to share? I had asked if there was anything different, and I said, for me, it's about what's sort of the same and familiar. Yeah. There is something that's actually been different, experienced through the eyes of my kids, which is the whole social-emotional learning curriculum. Mm. Obviously, we didn't have that in any sort of formal way when we were growing up, and it's just been so massively impactful on not just the kids, but on our entire family dynamic, especially in the last two years and all the craziness that has happened, how we've learned to deal with changes and transitions and stress and so many different things. I see the thoughtfulness that Yavna has put behind constantly involving how they're teaching and how they're, you know, broadening the curriculum and adapting to the world. And I just think that's an amazing thing. We came into Yavna with high expectations because we went there, my dad went there, and Yavna has just far and away exceeded any of our highest expectations and I'm sure it will continue to do so. So really happy to be back here in this capacity and looking forward to the next 10 years or whatever we have. Anything that you wanted to share? I know we're not quite in this building yet, but Cole, my older son, he keeps referring to this, we call this Big Yavna, because he's in Gan Yavna right now. And I love that there have been events here already for the Gan Yavna students, and he gets to come see it. He gets to see his cousins here, and they always talk about it. So he's just so anticipating coming to Big Yavna. You know, I just think that, like Rebecca said, like the social emotional learning that are now also going to Gan Yavna is amazing. And I can't wait for him to do it here too. And I think just what emanates is the roots of being a good person, being a giving person. And you can't really teach that. It just kind of comes from the atmosphere. And that is what comes out of this building. And it's really amazing. Yeah, someone once told me, it goes along with that also. Someone said, how do you teach someone to fear God? You can't teach it, you gotta catch it. And I think that's basically, Yavna has many opportunities for the students to catch family, Jewish fun life, loving kindness. It's just always there for kids to catch it whenever they can. So thank you so much for joining us today and being part of The Nest. Thank you you so much. My pleasure, my pleasure. This concludes this episode of the Red Hawks Nest podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. We would love to hear what you thought about today's episode. To learn more about our school, visit yavnaacademy.org. As a Red Hawk myself, 
I pray that all remains well with you. And let's soar together. Speak to you next time.